Keep my energy up, man. That's my I got my high energy today. Somebody said I was low energy yesterday, so I'm high energy today. Welcome to the show. It's back to the window with Scott and Scott. I am your host. I am high energy Steen. Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. Woo! And I'm your co-host, the less energetic Scott Rachel. <laughs> oh man. Who was I don't want to be who was it that President Trump called somebody on the campaign trail, one of the fellow low energy? Was it Jeb Bush? He called low energy, low energy Jeb. I mean, you have Sleepy Joe. I mean, that's kind of a same idea, isn't it? <laughs> Woo! I, I, I'm no Sleepy Joe, man. No Sleepy Joe. So welcome to the show, everybody. It's good to be here. Me and Scott, we do this every day. 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday. It's our, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's our real job, Scott. It's what we do. It's what we do for a living. We bring you guys uh, this high-quality YouTube experience, podcast experience, however you're disseminating our information. We give it right to you. Have a little fun, lay out our best plays of the day, talk about some news that's going on, and uh, yeah, just generally try to be entertaining for about 45 minutes. Talk to you guys in real time, love the comments, so if you're out there, check in, tell me, hey, say, to give me a woo! Is that your is that your favorite uh, wrestling move, Scott? The uh, No. J.R. Black says Jeb Bush. <laughs> uh, give me low energy steam back, fuck off, Bronco. Nope, nope, this is it, buddy. This is what you get. You asked for it. It's a big day. I mean, come on. We got, what, like four games? I mean, it's a huge day. Bunch of energy needed. I'm excited. Woo! Lex Steele said, uh, great Scott jumping gigawatts. That's right, buddy. That's right. Good to be here, Lex. Um, Scott, Arch Manning going to Texas. You surprised? Uh, no. I heard everything's bigger in Texas, including bags of money. What's his NIL deal? Did you see it? It's a great question. Uh, I got to assume that it Dr. Evil would approve. You know, Several millions of dollars. Let's put it that way. But I'll say this about Texas. They were given great NIL deals before it was cool. <laughs> they really did. In fact, they provided such great NIL deals that they didn't even ask for the image and likeness. No, no. That was a hell of a deal. In fact, we'd prefer it if you kept this on the DL. I think that's probably my favorite recruiting story was that A&M got Eric Dickerson a Cadillac and he didn't even go to the school, but he got to keep the Cadillac. Nice. Of nice. course, he went to SMU instead. Right. That was in the uh, Pony Excess 30 for 30, which I do like. That's from a long time ago at this point. Yep. But I remember he said he showed up with a Cadillac, and A&M didn't ask for a refund. So I guess he got to keep the car. Is uh, the Pony Express kind of like the uh, is Wham? Everybody knows Eric Dickerson, but uh, not, as many, James was good. not as many people know Andrew Ridgely. Oh, I thought you were going to say James. No, well, that's that was my point. That was my comparison. Yeah. I was making a Craig James to Andrew Ridgely comparison. So that's the kind of high-quality content you're not going to get on other shows. I'm just saying right there. How'd you do yesterday? Have a good day? Uh, overall, was fine. I ended up losing with Kucherov, which wasn't ideal. Had him with an assist. He didn't score a point, but, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Besides that, uh, I said I liked Vasilevsky over in saves. Uh, they don't call it overtime for nothing. He got there in overtime. What do you have, 30, uh, 32 in reg? I think he had less. I think he had like 28 in reg. Okay. There was a period there for, I want to say like 12 minutes, where Colorado had like one shot on net, 
and killed any pace that the actual saves had, but it ended up getting there anyway. Yeah. Overall, it was an okay day. Can't say it was great. Can't say it was awful. Kind of met in the middle. You? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. We did well. We had a, we had another uh, another high quality day. We hit our uh, hit our play of the day. We had the under in the San Francisco Atlanta game. I know that was your favorite from our uh, our foray into total chaos, and where we where we each went three and two. By the way, and we, and we gave out different locks with both of the locks winning. Correct. So we just met in the middle completely. Correct. We hit sixty percent and gave out two locks, and both of them cashed. I think that's a successful appearance. Went yep. three, three and one on the premium side. Of course, you and I, we're uh, we're, we're on the nerfy run, buddy. We're on the nerfy run, and we hit our third straight nerfy, and I believe our seventh straight day. Uh, yes, it feels that way. On the farm, it's either seven or six. I think it's seven. Okay, always go with the high number if you can't remember. <laughs> so, hey, uh, yeah, so we're running good. Premiums are uh, twenty-eight, nine, and one last eight days. So if you want to, you want more of my plays, I got them available. As a premium service in the comment section, you can get a day, a week, a month, whatever you want to do. Reichel, still no premium plays. So all of all of Reichel's plays are top-notch, high-quality, premium-type plays. So there's no uh, there's no paywall. He just does it for the love of the game, folks. Love of the game. Yep. I just do it so I don't get fined. He's, 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 20, he's 22 and he just moved out. So yep. congratulations. Uh, the rest of us, we got shit to pay. We got expenses. We got uh, I got I got four little Reichel's running around that uh, still want to hand out every once in a while even though they all make their money so uh steen wearing his stick shirt blue collar man very nice just saw just saw them nine days ago doing their uh doing their thing so all right so we did good yesterday had a had a, had a fine day talking a little bit about the uh a little bit about the the hockey game um scott about the time we think we have something figured out we're gonna go over not so much. Colorado, like you said, they couldn't trigger at all in the first period. How did they turn it around, buddy? Uh, Kempfer kept him in the game. Yep. And we roasted Kempfer for being underwhelming. Big fan we of the show. He should not be starting. Big fan of the show. In game four, and <laughs> I believe he had 16 saves out of 17 shots in the first period. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, did, he, did he get to 40? I saw at one point he was at 38. I think he might have, but the point is Tampa outshot Colorado by about Thirteen or fourteen in the first period. Yeah, you can argue Tampa should have been up two nothing or more. And the fact that Colorado kept it close, we knew that, we knew that the shots would eventually balance itself out to some degree, and it did. But Colorado in the second period responded well. Couple of fluke goals in there where they hit a wrist shot off of a guy's knee and it went over Vasilevsky. And the overtime goal was kind of funny because nobody knew where the puck was. But it was a solid game, very competitive, and yeah, Colorado ended up winning i know they had an argument of too many men on the ice it's really a tough call when you have the line changes because there's always going to be overlap for maybe a second or two right but it didn't really have an impact on the play right so i don't know if they should have called it or not that was kind of the main controversy of the game but it's a competitive game both teams had chances colorado won should we maybe change it a little bit i mean we had a uh, it's kind of like the situation i com- i compared it to like the uh, 12th guy uh, with a late substitution in the NFL, where he's sprinting to the sideline, and maybe he's a maybe he's a step short when the play goes off, they call the penalty. Are we really following the spirit of the rule? I know we're following the letter of the rule, but is yeah, that is that a little too ticky tack? We had D Ford lined up in the neutral zone against New England a few years back, cost the Chiefs a, tr- a trip to the Super Bowl on a, on a play that Brady threw an interception. I mean, uh, he was he was clearly offside. Absolutely, but I mean, so okay, so maybe you can give. 
because that you can argue that that gives you an advantage. You're closer. You're closer to the action. So I'm Truth okay with re that. Replay kind of makes it a little bit worse when it comes to letting players get away with more. Agreed. Because they review every offsides in the NHL for goals, and we're talking about millis like millimeters, mm -hmm. and they'll change every single call. So if you're going to keep the offsides. You know, not the spirit of the game. I mean, if you're offsides by a millimeter, I would let it slide. But, of course, the rules don't allow it. So if you're going to let that be called pretty harshly, I think you kind of have to let the too many men call go too har go harshly as well, don't you? Yeah. At least I, for some consistency. Agreed. Agreed. You know, I, the I think the sport would be better if you didn't challenge every offsides because his foot was about two centimeters above the ice. So technically... He had, like I don't I don't care. Well, you know the this. the the worst at that was the kind of the spate we went through about three years ago with the pop up slides at second base. Oh yeah, where and they they they'd have their foot a fucking half an inch off the bag as they popped up and they'd keep the tag on him and they'd be out. I'm like, come on, what are we doing here, guys? He clearly beat the throw to second. So, uh, Chris Lyons, that was, that was the Utley rule because Utley just straight up you know killed. Uh, was it Tejada? Yeah, yeah. Put him out the series. In that playoff game. Um, David said he finally found the show. Congratulations, David. We've, we've been here, buddy. So nice to have you aboard. Chris Lyons wants to know if we'd like Arkansas or Old Miss. Well, uh, I have a I'm biased. I have a pretty biased interest in that game. I got to tell you, I don't know about the matchup. I don't know where these teams are in pitching. I know it makes such a huge difference as far as who's started, who's available, who's already pitched. And I don't know those facts for this game. You got any more insight on that? Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure that Arkansas's best pitcher, or I should say most clutch pitcher up to this point, is going to be on the mound. So that's what I've heard early. Once again, things are subject to change. I know they basically burned a couple of starters in yesterday's game because it was an elimination game for yep. one of the two teams. Yep. Arkansas, of course, made it interesting. A uh, closer came in, he hit two batters on two pitches, and they ended up loading the bases with no outs. So Arkansas had to burn another starter. They got out of it, they won the game. But the point is, it seems like by process of elimination, they're going to be going with their crafty lefty, who's been pretty solid the entire playoff. That's the kid that's like pitched in 60% of the games or whatever. I saw I saw him. Nolan or Nolan. Or, yeah. yeah. I saw him against North Carolina. He was great. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure he's pitching... I'm not sure how long at this point managers are just going to try to get whatever they can out of any pitcher yeah. that's worth a damn. So I know Morris pitched one inning yesterday. He came in in the ninth. It would not surprise me if he potentially pitched again if they were in desperate need of him to go again. I don't really know how good the bullpens are in college. I'm assuming hit or miss, but I got to assume Nolan's going to pitch six or seven if they really just need him to go. I'm uh, seeing what this. So it's just about. It's pretty damn close to a pick 'em. It's Arkansas minus 120 over Ole Miss. So, just to give you a heads up. Yeah, uh, I would lean Arkansas. Okay. Just because you know I've been on the train for the entire time, so I can't really jump off now. Suey pigs. Suey pigs. You hedging? No. Would Arkansas be favored over over Oklahoma? It's a great question. That's a if they point. are, you, they might be two separate plus hedges you can set up. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I, that's exactly what I've been thinking. So, cause, or yeah. you can try to go for an insane middle and take almost plus one and a half and try to middle that thing. <laughs> I'm not going to try to go middle. for the crazy. Middle. I'm not going to try to middle a college baseball game, buddy. 
Now this uh, we got this we got the A's Mariners on the schedule. Okay, there's a there's a middle shot you want to take. It's going to end up you know three to one, four to two, something like that. Okay, but yeah, in a game where they could score twenty five runs, I want no part of a middle shot. Sorry guys. Uh, uh, under nine. Uh, you got the studs going. You got the the collars tightening up a little bit. There is this a uh, is this a, a big game situation where we go ahead and back the under? Uh, I would check the wind, but for the most part, I would. I'm really torn on this one. The winds, you have the, the winds you have blowing the, in. By the way, this, yeah. the, the the stadium is set up. I told you this is it's set up back. It's in reverse. Yep. Yeah. So anything blowing out of the south, which it is, uh, is going to be blowing in the face of the. Uh, I, would, the I consider the under just based on potential. You know, I'd say nerves, mm-hmm. with right? The hitters and the both studs pitching on the mound, and most of likely course, one of them gets shelled and you're screwed. But you know, with the, the wind blowing in, I'm leaning more to the under than the over. And there's likely to be a little shorter leash with pitchers as well. I'm not going to let yep. them get, try to get out of as much trouble. I think they'll, I think they'll take matters into their own hands. So yeah, I don't hate the. Uh, it's one of those situations we talk about it. I don't know if I like the under or not, but I definitely don't want a part of an over. So. Yeah, I agree. All right, very good. Hey, we want to remind you remind you guys now that we have a few of us here that uh, we'd really appreciate it if you take a minute and smash that like button, give us the thumbs up. Of course, get subscribed to both of our YouTube channels, the Winners and Winers channel, where you're going to find great daily content from me, from Scott, from some of our great handicappers over at Winners and Winers. We're doing daily videos. And, of course, all the live content, all the shows that we do in real time over there, that's going to be on the Max Wagers Network. So make sure you get subscribed to both of those. A lot of great content on the Max Wagers Network. Noon is uh, Midday Money with Sean Higgs. One o'clock is Allie Burns doing her thing with Morning Wood. Me and Chris at one. Uh, me and Scott, excuse me, uh, me and Chris at two. Me and Scott at three. Four o'clock brings Sean Miller talking soccer from around the world. And we wrap it all up at 5 p.m. with Detroit Lenny, Nick, and Tim Earl. And uh, naturally, I want to remind you about the great deal at Caesars. It's still going on. It's gone up to fifteen hundred bucks. First bet, basically risk free. If you lose it, Caesars will make it good up to fifteen hundred dollars. You have to use the code Video Winners fifteen. Video Winners one five. Uh, it has to be in a state where Caesars exists uh, with the mobile app. So make sure you check the list of states. We have provided that in the show description as well to go along with the code and the link for each state. That will get you there. You got to be twenty one to play. What else have I forgotten, Scott? Anything else? My premium plays are available. Like I said, I've been running about eh, 75% and change last eight days. So it's, nice. uh, if you if you know me as a handicapper, you know I'm streaky. We're in one of those good streaks right now. How long will it last? I don't know. I feel good about it. We'll just see how, uh, how much we can keep going, but do check those out. We've got daily, weekly, monthly packages available or packages by sport. All I right. refuse to believe that there are non- uh, streaky handicappers who bet on a daily basis. It's basically uh, impossible. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how you can avoid being streaky. Agreed. Agreed. That's uh, that's that, that's a great point. Anybody? The volume alone. I mean, unless you're going to be taking a bunch of like minus 300s, and even if that's the case, they're not going to win every time. But if you're betting every day, you're going to lose some, some of the time. Like, it's going to happen. So I'm the same way. I've yet to meet a handicapper that has bet every day and is not streaky. Yeah. Or if they're not streaky, that means they're usually losing every day. And it's and, and when you get hot, man, the, the the picks they just jump out at you. It's like the, the guys talk about when you're hitting well, that ball looks like a beach ball coming in, and that's the way the games are. You see something that just jumps, you go, "Well, that's exactly what's going to happen." You fucking cap it out, and that's exactly what happens. So, um, Dano said the Cubs Cubs came through with the over. 
Uh, O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill O'Neal Cruz, by the way. Uh, pretty good player, Scott. Yeah, the batting average could be a little bit better, but he's definitely electric. He's so learning. He's he learning. Provides a spark. He's learning. Uh, had the uh, Dodgers Reds Nerfy and uh, nice to be in ahead early. Yeah, absolutely, Daniel. Very good. Very good. Uh, Seattle and Baltimore. No run in the first inning is uh, the question is somebody is asking is that. Well, we may have an opinion about one of those here in a minute. Well, Seattle, Oakland. Did it say Seattle, Oakland? I thought he was asking yeah, about two Oakland. different games. No, it was uh, Seattle, Oakland. Oh, okay. Sorry. Seattle, Oakland. Uh... Who we got going, bud? Robbie, Robbie Ray, and uh, Montas. Uh, yeah, I'd lean to the first. Uh, I'd, I'd lean to the first inning, no run. Problem is, you're going Ray... to pay a shit ton of juice at, with the, that game. Is at seven, right? Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's going to be juicy. I'm not going to take an over there. We yeah. know Ray has been a bit underwhelming, but when you actually go through his numbers, he has one really bad inning every start, mm -hmm. and the other innings he's great. And Montas has been. Okay, you know, he, he has his moments, but I'm not really a fan of either offense. I would rather take no score than score. Yep, agreed. Um, And Robbie Ray has been outstanding. His last two outings hasn't given up a run. An yeah, but run. if you really go through his starts, there's usually one yeah. big inning where he gets absolutely shelled, but the other innings, he's very solid. He gets wild. He gets wild and starts walking guys, and he tries to guide his pitches, and he leaves them out over the fucking plate. Bronco says, I asked yesterday, how many plays a day? It varies, but... I rarely go over like three or four. Yeah. Like rarely. Yeah. I mean, I'm I just... make some exceptions, some future stuff. For example, I have a couple of draft plays, so I'll, I'll make some exceptions there. But yep. for the most part on actual games, if I see the card really well, maybe I'll throw in a fun parlay or something, but it's usually three, four tops. Right. Right. And that's the, uh, you know, I'm doing enough picks that, and that's kind of why I stopped doing the deep three every day. Is between you and I doing the farm, doing you're giving up 45 picks. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm and I and it's not fair to my viewers when I'm saying, well, here's my three best picks, but in reality, you know, they're my sixth, seventh, and eighth best picks or whatever. So um, I would say Bronco, especially during baseball season, yeah, three picks, three to four, just like just like Scott said. And if you, I mean, if you get if you get handicappers, I saw a handicapper, Scott, like posted on Twitter, said, you know, if your guy is only sending you two or three picks for a college football Saturday, he's not doing his job. You know what? Fuck you. I would be incredibly suspicious of anybody that sent me 10 college football plays on a it's Saturday. It's also a matter of how many units you think that the person's putting on each play. Yeah. If you're putting one unit on three plays each, or you're putting out 0.2 units on 15 plays, who, who cares? We're wagering the same amount of money. Right, right. Absolutely true. I'd rather take the bigger swings at, at a smaller number of games. So, um, so That's what we did for the college show. We mm -hmm. did three picks. Yep. I mean, if we gave out leans on the top 25, but realistically, I think you just drive yourself nuts. Sure. I, the, most of the people that have a bunch of picks either have some type of system where I can't say they really do the handicaps. Just they a plug, just plug just in a bunch of a plug stats and, and they let plug the and play. machine do it yep. for them. Yep. Because I don't know how you have time to go through, especially college football, college basketball. Well, spoiler alert, unless you have a team, you don't. Yeah. You don't much. have time because, you know, I guarantee you every pick I give out for college football and pro football, I have seen at least an hour of video on that team's uh, 
mm, previous couple of games. I won't say the previous week always, but I'm always watching video. I'm watching matchups. I'm watching the All-22 when I can get it. There is no way that you have time to do that for 50 college football games every fucking Saturday. It's like college basketball. You see people with college basketball giving out a bunch of picks online. Right. Saturday, not even including tournament stuff. An average Saturday, there's what, like 120-something games? Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, got, I, I don't got, know how you have the time to research all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you probably because... have more than that because you've got 317 uh, Division One college basketball teams, give or take. Um I think it's more. No, it is more. It's three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty-seven. That's exactly right. Sorry. I don't know if it's eight now or what. What the story is, but the point so, is, it's in the three fifty. So you got to figure, three hundred of those teams are going to be in action on Saturday, probably. So you're looking at hundred and twenty-five to hundred and fifty games, most likely. Pretty much. Yeah. So if you want to give out fifteen picks, have fun. But yeah. I'd rather just give out three solid picks, no matter how many teams are playing. No, here's the bad news. People are going to come to you and go, "Well, how did you miss this fucking Eastern Carolina game?" You know how I missed it? I didn't fucking get to it. I didn't. I I, I took I took a glance through a hundred. I thought you meant misses and got to play wrong. And it's like, how do you not play one of the other one hundred and twenty something games? Right, right. No, that's like, what there's. I, the, I don't know what the hell you want from me. Yeah, because I'm I'm just one man, Captain. I can only do so much. So yeah, Jr. says yeah, ten games, whatever. Agreed. Um, Doesn't matter. Just make money. Yeah, that's really it. That's all we ask. Um, what else have we, have we covered everything, Scott? We talked about Caesars. We talked about liking and subscribing. We talked about the lineup, premium picks. We didn't do any segments, but we're going to, yeah. uh, we got, I'm assuming we'll go through the draft. And besides that, uh, yeah, that's kind of it, isn't it? Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. (laughs) You pretty much gave away our secret sauce, buddy. That's it right there. You're saying, yeah, there we go. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about what happened yesterday. I know everybody. They enjoy a good recap, and hey, who doesn't? Let's find out. The winners, the whiners, the people that took it in the shorts, and the people that took it to the bank. You know who you are. Let's find out what category you fit into, Scott. It's uh, the Thursday edition of Call the Caps. Hey, we're going to start off in the major leagues. If you had the Minnesota Twinkies... On the money line going up against the Guardians, well, they led by three after eight innings. Come on, Twins. You got a closer? Is Randy Dobnik not available? Cleveland, that's a four-pack in the top of the ninth, and they win it. They don't walk it off, but they were able to hold in the bottom. And, uh, yeah, Minnesota loses 11-10. to 10. Whee! And similar story, if you had the Giants on the money line against the Braves, uh, the Giants led 3-1 to one entering the bottom of the ninth. And you're trying to think of who the closer is that the Giants are going to roll with. Usually it's uh, Doval. Uh, can I interest you in Jake McGee? You cannot. Uh, well, good, because he ended up coming into the game. And uh, he was very uh, interesting for the Braves because yeah. they suddenly woke up the bats. And the Braves scored three runs in the bottom of the ninth. Giants went from up 3-1 to losing 4-3. to three. Well, the important part there, Scott, that we need to take, uh, keep keep notice of is that it went under. It stayed under the nine. It stayed under. That was my lock for the for the chaos. Right. So we avoided extras. So there you go. Absolutely. And finally, oh, you know it, you love it. It's a uh, it's a special kind of fucking that everybody takes on these. If you had the Orioles on the run line, or I will also throw in there if you had the Orioles team total over four and a half as. Yeah. Uh, as uh, I'm trying to think, one of the one of my commenters did uh, yesterday. It was uh, uh, Doc Brown. Doc Brown went four and zero and had the Orioles had the team total over four and a half. 
Neither one of those are good, Scott. They played against the Nationals. Led 7-0 in the sixth inning. Fuck, here comes the rain. I checked it on my weather app. Knew it wasn't going to stop, and it didn't. Game was called due to bad weather. Orioles money line, congratulations. Good bet. Orioles run line, Orioles team total over. Uh, fuck off. You're done. Uh, everything was voided due to the weather. Call the cops. I still think you? it's one of the stupidest rules for betting, but I guess when you leave fine print, you got to have X. Plus, I guess you have to have it because for the team total, if you bet the under, you can't cash it if they only play six. Innings. That's the problem. So you're so, you're in an you're in an only lose situation because you're refunding yeah. guys with team total unders, but you're paying everybody with a team total over. So, so you kind of have to. That's why they have the fine print in there for eight and a half innings. Right, right, exactly, exactly right. So there was some good news uh, out there yesterday. I know some people are on the right side of these, and congratulations, it's exactly where you want to be. You want to spend your Wednesday night kicked back and just sitting in the rocking chair, baby. So the first one, if you had the Mariners on the money line against the Athletics, we know Blackburn's been good this season, but not last night. He was pretty awful. Mariners led 8 to nothing after five innings, and they won 9 to nothing. Blackburn sucking on a Wednesday night. Man, I that, that was, my, was bad. That was my that was my premium play of the day. I loved the fucking under in that game. And well you should. Oakland scored zero runs. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I always say if you did, if you go into this game, you go, well, one of these teams is going to score nothing. How do you like your odds? I said, I like my and odds And you have Blackburn a lot. on the other side. And you got Blackburn on the other side. Exactly correct. So, again, wasn't a winner. I'd make it every single time. So, uh, if you had the Royals, team total under three. Uh, Scott, I believe somebody uh, on this show had that. I believe we said on Total Chaos, give us the under one and a half alternative team total on yep. that one. Yep, absolutely true. And it absolutely cashed. As the Royals uh, not only did not score, they put up just two hits in did the entire game. Uh, I watched a little bit of it. I was was Otani just ridiculous? Well, it's hard to tell. I know, the, I know the strikeouts were there, and he only gave up two hits. But I'm just saying, it's hard to like nuts. It's hard to tell with the Royals. I mean, you know, that's like you give me a burger and I eat the whole burger. You go, was the burger good? I'm like, I don't know. He ate. The I don't whole know. Burger. I was going to eat it anyway. Right. He <laughs> ate the whole fucking burger. So, yeah, Otani looked good, but it was the Royals. So yeah, he was. He was all they wanted last night. I'll tell you that much. And uh, yeah, congratulations if you had the uh, if you had the team total under three in that one. Uh, you had the full game under. That all worked out for you. That was my favorite play on Chaos, by the way. And uh, unlike unlike the uh, stupid Mariners, the Angels didn't achieve, overachieve on offense as they kept it relatively close at five nothing. And looking at the last one, if you had the Blue Jays team total over four and a half against the White Sox. Scored seven runs in the first four innings, and they finished with a nine. Who started for the White Sox last night? you remember? Uh, Giolito. Oh, that's absolutely right. shelled. That's right. Giolito. I think it was an afternoon game. Uh, no longer good is Giolito. So Scott... No, but I faded him earlier this season, and he shut down the Red Sox for some reason. Yeah, well done. Well done. Yep, thank you. All right, let's talk about this. As we, uh, There was a, uh, one big game last night from the, uh, from the playoffs, and we're going to talk about it here just a little bit. We'll get into it this way. We'll talk about the guy that... Uh, Surprised. The, he, he was surprised. A lot of people were surprised. Uh, but at the end of the day, Scott, that gentleman was the gambling hero of the day. What a great tone. What a great tone. Obviously, he yep. was a pro. So, Scott, how'd the, uh, 
hockey game go in overtime there? A little, a little surprising? Did, did something happen that surprised everybody? So whether or not there was an extra guy on the ice, the Avalanche ended up getting Nazem Kadri back, who ended up having surgery on his finger. He came back and he made his impact known because he had the game-winning goal in overtime of Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Colorado was around minus 110. But now they have a 3-1 lead. They're one game away from cashing a bunch of future tickets for a lot of people. Uh, Nazem Kadri, overtime game winner, a gambling hero of the day. Yep. And then they, uh, I guess, you, is that what you call the extreme top shelf? Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. It was so top shelf that nobody even knew it was there. It took the guy who was like at the blue line when the shot was taken to finally come. I didn't come know it went in. There's I didn't no either. No, I, I'm watching it on my computer. So I'm watching on a laptop. So I've got a shitty view anyway. I just thought Vasilevsky saved it. Exactly. And they all gathered around him like he had the puck. Yeah, I thought it was in his glove. I thought he, I thought yeah. he somehow had it in his glove, and we we're gonna have a face off in that end. But no, it was stuck in the back of the net, and it took the dude that came in like skating from the blue line to finally went around. And went, whoa, 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 whoa! Where's the puck? There's looking over like, oh wait a second, it's right there. Yeah. Like, all right, goal signal. It never saw the lamplight. That was a you know. There's been a couple of really bad sports calls this year, Scott. The Kentucky Derby finish was one where they didn't even mention the horse's name coming down the stretch. And well, they didn't know who it was in their defense because all the original had the original horse that was re- before it was replaced. I understand, but they had a program. It was bad, yeah. but it was a late addition, so there you go. And then you had the game-winning goal in, goal in the Stanley Cup Finals. Not really recognized by the by anybody, including the. Well, I think the worst call, which is a similar story, was the Patrick Kane goal against the Flyers. Uh, I don't even know, like eight, maybe ten years ago. It was overtime, game six, and a similar story. Kane scored. He didn't even roof it though. He slid it underneath the goalie's pad, and nobody reacted for like ten seconds. But the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup. Oh, so everyone just froze, and then. Doc Emmerich realized it was in the net and they went nuts because Kane started celebrating. But it was a Stanley Cup winning goal in overtime and nobody responded for about 10, 15 seconds. Outstanding. Now, I will say, no question, hockey goes fast. You know, there's a lot of transition. There's a lot of movement. It's not an, I guarantee it's not an easy game to call. So, you know, we'll we'll give them a little bit of a pass, but still it's, it's funny when it happens, so. Uh, very good. Congratulations to the Avs, Scott. I don't like the. Uh, I don't like your. Uh, I don't like your ticket on the Lightning in six. I think that could uh, be in trouble. I believe it's actually impossible <laughs> right now. So I'm no math professor, but uh, you could be in trouble on that. I don't like your odds. I don't like. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I believe my odds are uh, 0. 0.0. Oh, let's check in in the comment section here. Uh, easier, David Nicotani said, easier going with uh, one or two conferences. Yes, agreed. Talking about the uh, how many cap and mini, uh, mini goals, super slice said it was a crazy goal, wicked backhand. Absolutely. Uh, looked like too many men already came out with their uh, damage control statement. Yeah, that was funny. They put out the the game report that originally had six guys on there and then they but am- it, but amended it's so it. tricky because let's just say Cooper challenges it. Do you call a penalty there? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, kind of. Like, should you? Maybe. I don't know. Once again, line changes are tricky because the person's going to enter the ice before the other guy gets off the ice. Right. right. So it really it comes down to how much leeway you want to allow. Yeah. I still think a big loophole that you could manipulate in in the NHL when there's a line change, just 
take a slap shot at the people coming onto the ice. There's too many men on the ice. Like, can't, can't you just get yourself a free power play just by, like, angling it towards the people that are entering the I would ice? Think, I would think so. Uh, Bronco Devil says, uh, uh, you want to read it? Uh, yes. He says, wasn't sure it went in, like, my first time. I know I'm a terrible human. You know what happens. You live and you learn. You figure it out. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. Bronco Devil, funny dude. Uh, I don't think they could challenge that play. Can you challenge? I, I don't know enough about the intricacies intricacies of the NHL. I think you can challenge too many. I think you can. Of course, the main challenge is going to be offsides or like goalie interference. Those are the main two. Right. I'm assuming you're not allowed to because I don't know why Cooper wouldn't have challenged it. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You lose the game anyway. Yeah. So maybe they didn't let him challenge it, but I think you should be able to. Super slices, you should have played hockey. You do have a hockey face, kind of that that scruffy fucking. I have too many neck beard that's, that's, thing. That's the problem. Well, they'd fix that for you. I know they would. They'd, they'd fix that for you. Enough, that's you know, actually the best way to uh, get dental work. Just become a hockey player. You have know, you, they just remove the teeth. Have you played hockey? You ever play hockey? Can you skate? I you played can skate, right? Floor hockey. Okay. I can't say I've ever actually. I have. I have not tried to skate in several years. So okay. I don't think I was ever actually good at it. Right. But. I was pretty good at hockey okay. back in first grade. I mean, I never practiced or anything like that. I still remember that they organized teams based on – it was like an after-school thing. They organized teams based on either location or they did some draft. Okay. And my team was the worst team in the league. I remember that we went like 2-11, and 11 and we gave up like 10 goals a game. Our goalie was awful. This but I think I led the league in goals. Nice. And I asked the following year, are we switching up the teams? They said no, and I said I'm not. I'm not committing any more Sundays to going two and eleven. I'm out, so I quit. Was this in Hebrew school? Uh, it was an after school Hebrew school like activity. Yeah. Okay, I've... but the point is, I asked. I asked straight up. I said like I don't want to keep showing up every Sunday of my time to to lose by eight goals every game. Are we switching up the teams? They said no. I'm like, all right, have fun. Gonna, and I just left. I'm gonna take never my, play it again. Take my talent. Take my talents. <laughs> To Long Would you Island. have played again yeah. if I told you that you weren't going to switch a team and you were just wasting three hours every Sunday to lose by like five goals a piece? Of course not. You Can't have better it. uses of your time. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, makes my makes my day to make Steam laugh. Uh, makes my week to make my show. <laughs> the smallest smirk. <laughs> it took me two years to get a smirk out of him, Bronco. So it's uh it's a he's a work in progress. He's a funny dude. It took about a year to find out, but he's actually he's actually a. I've fun, always been funny, funny. Just people never probed me enough, you know. <laughs> uh, like the the slap shot of too many men idea. Very good, super sly. So I'm just saying, I'm surprised people haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Is there is there no Bill Belichick's in the NHL? That's a, that's a Belichick move right there. I don't know if there's Belichick's because NHL teams just recycle the same coaches over and over again. Oh fuck! Don't even get happened me, again. Don't even get me started. You had the Panthers. They hired the Winnipeg coach from like four years ago, and it's just like the win the what, what the, is the Winnipeg coach? Yeah, the uh, they hired a former Winnipeg Jets coach. Does that does that count as recycling? Yeah, why not? Well, no. He was a coach in the NHL. Oh, I, I thought you, uh, I thought you meant. Never mind. I thought you meant the Carolina Panthers. I'm saying they never go Matt outside Ward. the NHL. I thought you, you meant the, one. I thought you meant the NFL Panthers. No, if you have one type of head coaching job for any given organization in the NHL, you're guaranteed to coach for like five to ten years. Yeah, and you could be on as many teams as you want. They're just going to keep recycling the same people over and over again. Yeah, like think about all the hires. 
Tortorella ended up getting hired by another team. I know that Trotz is probably going to go to Winnipeg. That's one of the only jobs. Well, left. the dude, the dude from Vegas is going to get hired too, right? DeBoer or, got hired by Dallas. He already did. Yeah. He got hired by Dallas. Cassidy, who was Boston's coach, got hired by Vegas. They just keep recycling the same people over and over again. Like yeah. you don't see anybody experiment, try with the KHL, the AHL, the Islanders even promoted an assistant coach, which is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. You just get the same people over and over again. The NHL. Well, I mean, what do you want him to hire, Drew Carey? I mean, if you're giving it, if you're in an assistant coach the shot at it, then that's really. No, the assistant coach is fine. I'm just saying. Okay. You have so many coaches who have mediocre at best resumes, and you're handing them the keys to an elite team. Like Florida's bringing in a coach who really didn't do anything with Winnipeg for the last couple of years he was there. And you inherit the number one offense in the league, the number one, well, based on the regular season, the number one team in points because they won the President's Trophy. You really couldn't go for a Barry Trotz. You really couldn't go for maybe something unorthodox. You picked a random, like, third degree reject from Winnipeg. Like, really? Yeah, agreed. It, I don't know. It's the NHL's the worst when it comes to recycling. All right. So somebody asked us about uh, back to the window. I think. Uh, we put that we had the wrong date on there. So, Paul, you will find yesterday's show with as the first show that says 620. There's another show that's 620 that we actually did on 620. Yesterday's show, I just noticed that also says 620. So I will uh, I probably if I remember I'll edit that when we're done. Yeah, JC, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. He's saying I look like an Israeli soccer player. Uh, <laughs> Israeli soccer, not very good. Uh, not very good. I don't believe they ever qualified for the Euro. I know definitely not the World Cup. Uh, they're somewhat competitive. They're not like holy crap. Faroe Islands is down nine nothing again, but they're not very good. So, uh, what do they? What do they play? Asia? Where do they? Africa? No, they play Europe. They play in. They play Europe. Yeah. Israel plays it's, Europe. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but uh, they do. People have not seen a map. They were trying to qualify for the Euro. They oh. always do. No, I'm talking about in like the World Cup division. What are they? they... No, no, no. I, I get it. I'm saying the Euro is the European only version of the World Cup. Okay. In between you know, whatever. But when they play, Israel's when they do World Cup, qualify for that. But when they do World Cup qualifying, what division? They are play they? Europe. Okay. They okay. played against Albania in qualifying a couple weeks ago. It lies upon the Adriatic. Yeah, Andrews was saying what I'm saying. They're not that bad. They're not good enough to make the World Cup or anything, but they're not like a. An awful holy crap! So, this team shouldn't even bother. What division? Or is it the seven? Con- what do you got for divisions? You've, you've got Europe. You got Africa. Is there like a Middle East? Is there? No, I, I, Iran also they plays all- against. I'm trying to remember where Iran is. Iran with Europe. You play Asia. I'm not even sure to be honest. Okay, all right. And then is there North and South America, or is it all one? No, it's not all one because we don't. No, play- that's separate. We don't play Brazil and shit, so yeah, like yeah, no. That's why the U.S. always has to play Panama, Costa Rica, and, and all that, Trinidad yeah. and Tobago, yeah. with all these places, and then you have South America with Bolivia, Peru, and all these other countries. I know those countries, yes. Um, okay, all right, very good. Um, baseball tonight? Anything you like? We got four games, and we're gonna, and one of them is gonna be a bet the farm. So it is, but we can still talk about the games. We can, we can. Uh, there's only only I have a play today on one of them. What you got? I got the team total over uh, three and a half for the Padres okay. tonight against okay. the Phillies. I understand the wind's blowing in. Uh, I get it, but Suarez has not been very good. Uh, the Padres are good against lefties. Three and a half. 
I mean, the Padres have scored at least four runs in eight of their last ten. I just thought that number was too low, especially minus 120. Okay. All right. Looking for Musgrove to do well again tonight as far as the other side uh, of the I would, uh, but I didn't really find much value. Plus, he got reinstated off the COVID list. I'm not sure if he had it or if he was close contact. I might want to pass based on potential symptoms or maybe he's just a little bit out of it. Okay. So I went with the, I went with the offense instead. But Suarez, we know he doesn't have overpowering stuff. He gives up over one hit per inning. And San Diego's offense is pretty good. So three and a half, I just think is too low. Okay, very good. Uh, Bronco Devil says he's taking the Arkansas Ole Miss under nine. Uh, very it's good. also an afternoon game, so you might have some interesting shadows going on. Somebody, It might have been Bronco that mentioned that earlier in the comments, and I forgot to get to it. But yeah, that's uh, I don't know the layout of that stadium well enough to know how the shadows affect it, but I do know in a lot of stadiums here, especially in the Midwest, uh, you get those afternoon shadows about three, four o'clock, depending on where it is. Uh, and they do have, they do have a third deck at this stadium, at least for part of it. They have, they have a third level. So there will be some uh, potential shadow issues there. So there you go. All right, buddy, you ready to get to it? Uh, Yeah, sure. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not really, unless you want to cover some NBA draft stuff. There's been a lot of line movement for the number one overall pick. Yeah, probably uh, probably more than I've ever seen. Uh, yes, this is actually ridiculous. What do you, but, what do, what do you make of it? What do you got? Hit us so, quick. in case you have not noticed, or you've heard rumors about it, but you don't know the details, Jabari Smith was a done deal about two, three days ago. Right. Uh, you had Boncaro around 16-1. to 1. And then yesterday he was around four to one or even like two fifty. And then around one AM last night, Boncaro was favored. So Boncaro went from sixteen to one to minus two hundred in the span of about three days. And then you woke up this morning, Jabari Smith was minus about six thousand. Then after like a couple hours, he was down to about minus six hundred. Then he went down to minus one thirty, and now he's back up to minus three thirty. So there's been money all over the place. I'm not really sure what's going on there. The only play that I did make was that I made Chet Holmgren to be the second pick. Okay. I got that a minus 275, and I checked FanDuel about 20 minutes ago. It's minus 900. Okay, so that's a solid, so that's a solid play. I saw the chaos going on with number one. I said, I don't care. I feel like Oklahoma City is, I don't, I don't want to say a lock, but I want to say it's pretty safe to assume he's going to, they're going to take Chet. Mm-hmm. Chet only worked out for two teams. He worked out for Orlando, 22 to 1 to take him. He's not going to Orlando and Oklahoma City. And Chet and his agent have stated publicly that Oklahoma City is their number one destination. It seems like that's a done deal. And before we went on air, I believe he was around minus 400 to be the second pick. Now he's minus 900, so I feel pretty good about my minus 275. Okay, very good. Got some good value on that one. Nicely done, sir. All right, very good. Scott, let's get to it. It's Thursday. It is time once again. Put on your overalls, guys. Grab that straw hat, adjust it to the top of your head just so. Climb aboard your John Deere, pull your keys out, and fire that bad boy up because, ladies and gentlemen, you know it, you love it. It is time once again for everybody out there to bet the farm. That's right. Extra farm music today, Scott. 
Yeah, uh, you even brought in reinforcement cows. I know, I know. I was, uh, I, for, I forgot to put the overlay up there for a minute. So, hey, very good. I know we talked about it. We bragged a little bit, a little bit about it early, but let's make it official for all the people that have uh, perhaps tuned in late. I know we had a farm play yesterday, Scott. What was it, and how did we do? So we decided to keep the train rolling. We had a no-run first inning with the Phillies and the Rangers, and we ended up winning. So, nice run. Cue to banjos! Yeehaw. Now, Scott, do we strike you as the kind of guys that would win three in a row at something and stop doing it? Uh, no. I'm a big believer, and I mentioned it before, of the don't fix what isn't broken handicapping philosophy. At some point, at some point, that horse will be dead and we'll still be on top of him beating him. But hopefully that we won't five be five races in a row, though. That horse made us a lot of money. That's, That's right. That's exactly right. So, guys, once again, we are going to take a nerfy and it's going to be on the Baltimore Orioles and the Chicago White Sox. First of all, we've talked about this in the past, the Orioles. They are dreadful in the first inning, averaging just a .25. That's right, one quarter of a run in the first inning. You think that's not good? You're right. It's last in the league. White Sox, they're better, but not by much. They average .44 runs per first inning. That ranks 22nd in the league. Cosmo Kramer going for Baltimore. His last two starts, he's been outstanding. 11 innings pitched. 0.82 ERA. That sounds like one run over those 11 innings to me. And everybody's favorite Louis Tiant impersonator. It's Johnny Cueto going for the birds. Over, under, three and a half shoulder, uh, shoulder shake pitches. Over. 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 All right. He's been a competent major league pitcher this year, and he's been good his last three times out. 18 innings pitched. A 3.00 ERA. Some decent pitching talent on the mound and not much pitching and not much hitting talent at the plate. We like the farm here. Orioles, White Sox. One more roll. One more roll, Scott. Nerfy. Minus 106. As long as it's not a seven. No, nope. we're good. No but sevens. Load up those place bets. We're going to get one more roll. I'm going to throw you an eight right here, buddy. If you're going to give me minus 106 with an offense that is dead last in first inning runs per game. Right. It's a borderline autoplay. Yep. And Kramer's been good, yep. so we're going to take it. There you go. That's going to do it for the farm, and that's going to do it for the show today. As always, we appreciate you guys stopping by. One more time, don't forget to smash all the buttons that we'd ask you to smash. If you can't listen to us either live or on YouTube, we're available in podcast form each and every day. You can download that from your favorite podcast platform, usually up about 15 minutes after the show is over. We've got everything processing and converting, and then we'll have it up. So that's going to do it for the show. Appreciate you guys watching. Don't forget to stop by. Check us out. For me, it's Triple Header Friday tomorrow as I'm doing Chris at 1, Scott at 2, or um, your time, my time, uh, 2, 3, and then we're doing the NASCAR show back back to the grind, Scott, with Rye Cape and Chris King. We'll be talking a little vroom vroom from Nashville tomorrow, so hopefully you guys can stop by and check out some of those. Scott and I do daily videos every day over on the Winners and Winers channel. Check those out as well. But if you can't make all of that, just make sure you're back tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I will once again do our very best to help you in that journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then. Mm -hmm.